Namaste everyone. Welcome to Courts this week on Live Law. I am Tanya Pandey and every week I bring to you judgments and orders from courts across India. To stay updated, subscribe to Live Law and click the bell icon to not miss any videos from us. We'll begin the episode with judgments from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has observed that there is no requirement of a reference to full bench of Central Administrative Tribunal if there is a case of difference of opinion. between the judicial member and the administrative member of the tribunal in such a situation the matter is required to be referred to a third member or chairman who has to give his own decision upon such a reference the bench of justices mr shah and b ginagarat observed the supreme court has observed that although order 41 rule 33 of cpc clothes appellate courts with extraordinary power it is to be exercised only in exceptional cases order 41 rule 33 of cpc deals with the power of the court of appeal to pass an appropriate order in a case regardless of the fact that the appeal is only with respect to a part of the decree or that the appeal is filed only by some of the parties in other words the appellate court can pass an order as it deems fit regardless of the scope of the appeal In this case the high court had stayed the final order of dismissal of an employee till the disposal of the criminal case although the order of the dismissal was not specifically under challenge before the division bench of the high court it stayed the dismissal order invoking powers under order 41 rule 33 the supreme court has held that the limitation period prescribed under section 468 of the code of criminal procedure is not applicable for the filing of an application by an aggrieved woman under section 12 of the protection of women from domestic violence act 2005 a bench of justices uu lalit and ps narsimha set aside a judgment of the madras high court wherein the high court had held that section 12 application ought to have been filed within 1 year of the acts of alleged domestic violence the court added that the starting point for limitation under the domestic violence act would arise only after there is a breach of an order passed under section 12 of the act the court observed that the high court wrongly equated filing of an application under section 12 of the act to lodging of a complaint or initiation of prosecution the supreme court has observed that an offence under section 366 ipc would be attracted only when there is a forceful compulsion of marriage by kidnapping or by inducing a woman in this case the appellant was charged cheated under sections 363 and 366 ipc for allegedly abducting a minor girl later the appellant along with the abductee filed a petition under section 482 crpc before the rajasthan high court stating that they were well known to each other and were in love and their relationship was not acceptable to the abductee's father which is why they eloped and got married The High Court dismissed the petition on the ground that the abductee was a minor at the time when she left her home. The Supreme Court bench of justices S Abdul Nazir and Vikram Nath observed that no fruitful purpose would be served by relegating the matter for conducting the trial and quashed the criminal proceedings. Accepting the plea of juvenility, the Supreme Court freed a man who served 17 years sentence after his conviction in a murder case. Sanjay Patel was convicted by the Sessions Court on 16th May 2006 and sentenced to life imprisonment. 
appeal filed by him was dismissed by the Allahabad High Court. The Supreme Court in 2009 dismissed the special leave petition as well. In 2021, he filed a miscellaneous application contending that on the date of commission of the offence, he was a juvenile. Taking note of the fact that he has undergone the sentence for 17 years and 3 days, the court said that it will be unjust to send this applicant to the Juvenile Justice Board. Taking note of the death of a 75-year-old prisoner while his application seeking remission was pending before the state of Uttar Pradesh, despite the categorical order of the Supreme Court to take a decision, the court has directed that the state take appropriate remedial steps to ensure that the applications for premature release or remission are disposed of expeditiously. The court has ordered that a status report in this regard be submitted within a period of eight weeks. Let us now go over important judgments from different high courts and other courts. The Allahabad High Court has observed that the statutory compliance of a pre-deposit under Section 43, Subsection 5 of the Real Estate Regulation and Development Act 2016 by a promoter before the entertainment of an appeal in the appellate tribunal is mandatory. A single-judge bench of Justice Ranjan Agarwal, by way of an order dated 12 April 2022, made this observation while dismissing an appeal that sought to assail an order of the Uttar Pradesh Real Estate Appellate Tribunal, which had originally dismissed the appellant's appeal on grounds of non-payment of the mandatory deposit before entertainment of appeal as mandated under Section 43, Subsection 5 of the RERA Act 2016. The Calcutta High Court has ruled that the scope of Section 9 of the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996 cannot be extended to enforcement of the arbitral award or granting the fruits of the award to the award holder as an interim measure. The single bench of Justice Ravi Krishna Kapoor held that the right to withdraw the amount deposited by the award debtor pursuant to an application filed for stay of operation of the award under Section 36.2 does not constitute as an interim protection under Section 9 of the Arbitration and Conciliation Act since it transgresses into the domain of enforcement of the award. The Delhi High Court has observed that there cannot be a partial rejection of suit under Order 7, Rule 11 of the Code of Civil Procedure. Justice Amit Bansal was dealing with two applications filed under Order 7, Rule 10 and Order 7, Rule 11 of the CPC in a trademark infringement suit. The suit was filed seeking mandatory and permanent injunction against the defendants, restraining them from passing off and violating the registered trademark and trade names of the defendant number 4 company, which owned and ran a famous eye hospital by the brand and trade name of Spectra Eye. The Bombay High Court has ruled that an appeal from an order passed by the SESTAT involving the question with respect to classification of goods under the Customs Act 1962 would lie before the Supreme Court under Section 130 capital E of the Customs Act since it is primarily related to determination of the rate of customs duty applicable. The bench of justices K.R. Sriram and N.R. Borkar held that to determine whether there was a short levy of customs duty under Section 28 of the Customs Act 1962, the Revenue Department has to decide the classification of goods in order to ascertain the rate of customs duty to be levied. Therefore, an appeal involving issues relating to Section 28 of the Customs Act was maintainable only before 
the Supreme Court. The High Court of Madras has observed that a writ petition cannot be filed to enforce an arbitral award when an alternative remedy is available under Section 36 of the Arbitration and Conciliation Act. The single judge bench of Justice G.K. Lanthirayan observed that the Act is a complete code in itself and envisages minimum judicial interventions. It further observed that if the courts are allowed to interfere beyond the permissible limits, then the efficacy of arbitration as an expeditious method of dispute resolution would be diminished. The National Company Law Appellate Tribunal Bench of Justice Ashok Bhushan as chairperson, Dr. Alok Srivastava's technical member, and Ms. Shisha Marla as technical member, while adjudicating an appeal, has held that the quantum of debt is not to be considered at this stage of admission of a petition under Section 7 of the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code 2016. The only requirement for admitting a petition under Section 7 of IBC is that the minimum outstanding debt should be more than the threshold amount provided for under the IBC. That's all for today. I appreciate you being with us. I'm Tanya Pandey for Live Law and you're watching Courts this week. Have a great day. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon to never miss a video from Live Law.